Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Here we go. Another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and we are happy to announce that Maggie, well, Maggie's wearing um, Apple iPhone, well, not iPhone, but just Apple headphones, Mm -hmm. but because we have an extra guest that we are going to be introducing in a little bit today, uh, but we have actual headphones. Um, They're looking legit. They do look legit. So we're working on our audio. basically, and how everything sounds coming through. Um, Just FYI, for those of you who have never produced a podcast, the audio is probably the most challenging um, part of it. What do you think, Lainey? Oh, definitely. Uh, Especially when you have different guests in. I'm loud. Maggie's not as loud. Everybody already knows that. So anyway, so we're winging this. But anyway, um, happy Monday. How you doing, Maggie? We're positive today. Yes, good vibes only. Maggie's about to head on vacay. Yeah. So that's exciting. I I have been ordering a bunch of stuff. I don't know why I do this before every trip. Because it's fun. It's like I need all these it's things. Excuse. Yes. And I'm going to be a different person in Chicago, evidently. Like, all these things I just need that are new. Yeah. Because <laughs> Chicago, Maggie's different than... Louisiana, Maggie. So, what's different about Chicago, Maggie? No, I'm just, Do tell. I'm just referring to, like, all the things I'm buying. Like, I, I got, like, all these rings that I'm going to wear and, like, cute tops. Like, just stuff that I don't wear here. But that makes you happy. It does. Yes. I love a good vacation. I mean, we're, we're going to Jackson Hole at the end of August. And I think at the end of August, it's actually maybe in the 40s there at night. So, of course, I'm going to be like, all right, let me go buy a whole bunch of winter clothes. Well, your puffer, got to bring your puffer jacket. Got to bring the puffer jacket. And I love the puffer jacket. jacket. Okay. So, I wanted to start really quick before we bring on our guest. Um, so, there, were, I'm not a big TV person, as we all know, which is very ironic that I'm about to suggest two TV shows when our guests own a bookstore. <laughs> How about the timing? But, you know. So, uh, anyway, there is a TV show called Sweet Tooth. Has anybody heard of this? I have not. Okay. So, Patrick was like, it's going to make you cry. And he was right. It definitely has uh, made me cry. Uh, but it's such a good, it's such a good show. And it looks like it's on Netflix. And so, it's kind of hard to explain the premise. But uh, I just Googled it. They do a much better job of the summary. On a perilous adventure in a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic world, a boy who's half human and half deer searches for a new beginning with the gruff protector. So it's kind of weird. The premise is weird, but it's such, you just fall in love with this little boy. He's the cutest thing. So that is not what I thought you were going to say when I heard the title Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is his nickname that his protector gives him because okay. he likes chocolate oh. and candy. 
Okay. Okay. So check that one out. Of course, uh, I think that there's only one season. Yeah, one season right now. And I'm just going to tell y'all, I mean, you just get really attached. And then the second, this is actually a movie. So it was Friday night and Patrick was like, hey, let's watch um, this movie called Fatherhood. And I think that one might be on Hulu. Fatherhood movie. Oh, it's actually on Netflix, and it has, um, the actor is Kevin Hart, who's funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. So I'm like, this is going to be hilarious. It's really sweet, isn't it? I cried within the first 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm suggesting movies for people to cry, but um, it was really good. Like, normally I don't stay awake during movies, especially on a Friday night when I'm really tired. So this one was... Um, it was just, it was, it was good, but, and again, it's very heartfelt and I feel like even if you can't put yourself in his place, you kind of can, I don't know, you feel for him, right? Mm -hmm. So of course, Kevin's funny. I mean, he was funny in the movie, but there's some emotional parts to it, just FYI. So, um, anyway, that's my opening segment and our word of the episode is word of the episode, word up, affluent, wealthy or abundant. I feel like we've used that before. I feel like I use it in terms of other things, not wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I use it when I say if somebody knows something, like you're affluent in something. Is mm-hmm. that you saying that wrong? Hey, was a word of the episode Moxie? Yes. yes. And now that is possibly Rachel's dog's name. Yes. <laughs> so Rachel in our office asked me what she should name her new dog that they're getting in a couple of weeks. And there was, you know, a couple of options. And I said Moxie. And she goes... I've never heard that word. And she said that her husband like explained the definition. And I was like, I know that word. I think that was word of the episode with Jen. It was with Jen because she talked about the Moxie group in town. And so it was ironic. Yes. So anyway, so that's kind of all we have, the short and sweet um, opening segment. So we will now talk to our guests. guys so we are here with our awesome guests and um i am super excited about these guests because everybody on the podcast knows that i think i say a lot of times the things that make me happy is reading a book (laughs) so we have terry and james highfield of red stick reads they were recommended to us by sherry gilio so shout out to you sherry Sherry, I'm Sherry. Sherry. So Sherry and I worked together at St. Joseph's Academy, and Terry, you y'all yep. worked together, and at... I got to work with Sherry at St. Aloysius. Yes, so we're really excited. Thank y'all so much for taking time Thank to you. come in and, and chat with us. So um, I actually had a little conversation with Terry before about our July book club books because mm-hmm. I got a little nervous. I was going to say them, <laughs> and she was going to be like, "Rut row, those are no, terrible. those are great." <laughs> so again, we're going to give everybody an option. Um, I did do a poll on the book clubs app. <laughs> Sounds so silly saying that. So people actually did vote. All five people voted. That's on the app. <laughs> okay, I think that's genius. Uh, now we'll ask you more about that. Later. Okay, but go ahead. So everybody, please send me your email address and I will add you to this app. 
Um, so the first book is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. Um, Terry also uses Goodreads. Big time. I feel so validated. No, oh my this gosh. is like an affirmation Goodreads podcast. changed my world. Like in terms of like, because I would get to the bookstore and I'm like, what is it that I wanted to read? And then I couldn't remember. And then I would pick up several times. I picked the books I already read. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Goodreads got me. I've bought Goodreads a got book me organized. in an airport before. Mm-hmm. And I've read it oh, before. Oh, yes. Patrick was like, I think you read that book. I'm like, no, yes. I didn't. You the know? Wor- the, I've done it several times. The worst was one, I don't know if you remember this, James, but I had got, went to Barnes & Nobles, picked up a book that was in the bargain section, and I was so excited because I was like, oh, I wanted to read this book, and now I only have, I can get it for five ninety five. Brought it home. This is before we were married, before kids, like when we actually just laid around the house. And I was like, I'm going to go tan in the yard, you know. Anyway, I set up drinks, radio, everything. I start the book, and I'm like, okay, me time. And two chapters in, I'm like, he was the one that killed her, and why do I know this? And then I'm like, wait, am I just that good? Or am I having like a vision? Sure enough, I speed ahead a little bit. I'm like, I read. I walk into the house. Find the book on my shelf and say to James, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you just started. I'm like, no, I read it already. I know. It's been there, done that. Happened. Yeah. It just happened. So mm-hmm. anyway, so this first book, the last thing he told me, has a Goodreads rating of 4.05. Ooh, and that's a fantastic Goodreads rating. See, that's what I thought. I go with over four. Yeah. I go with over four. Yes. Right? Over four is pretty much a sure thing. Rate, total oh. ratings. And the book just came out May 4th yeah, of 2021. No. Mixed reviews or not. All right. That is a good, good review. Okay. Yes, good, good There reviews. we go. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. I feel so validated. Yes. What a great day. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, second one is We Begin at the End by Chris Whitaker. 4.21 star or ratings good on stuff. Goodreads. Good stuff. About 24,000 ratings. And this one came out in March 2nd. Fabulous. March 2nd this year. Thank you, Tim. I don't think you're going to go wrong. <laughs> Solid picks. Pass that test. Maybe I should stop being an accountant and do something with books. There you go. Wow, you are just really fun. Okay, good. Never leave. Okay, yes. <laughs> Me and Maggie needed this. We today. will validate your decisions the right. entire time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so, so let's talk about this, right? Okay. So you are a teacher, you're and still teacher. teaching, and James. What oh, are you? No. <laughs> so well, James is how we indirectly like 20, got here. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm a guy from Baton Rouge. Right. Um, Are you from here? I yep. am. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, Josephine Ballinger, for whom the scholarship is named after, is my great, great, great aunt. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I come from a long line of Baton Rouge people. Okay. Um, but I've been a, in food service for 24, 25 years. And that's how we met. And that's I... how we met. We worked at the Chimes. He was a kitchen manager. Oh. I was a hostess, then waitress, then office manager. And all. But we met at the Chimes. Okay. And he so was I there. did about 10 yeah. years at the Chimes. Um, opened the one out on Corsi. And then things ended with them. And I left the Chimes and went to Whole Foods. Uh, I, I worked my way up at Whole Foods and worked there for almost 12 years. Okay. I was the, the team leader of the prepared foods department before I decided... In the midst of after 20-something years of being in food service and being at the top of my game over there, um, that the style of leadership, the investment that it was going to take from me working for a corporation mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't working for me anymore. And I was becoming a very unpleasant employee. Yes. I was no longer really happy in that kind of world. Working and then for the at man. home, it, who was, yeah, was, angry was all the incredibly time. tense. And, and then we started having those conversations that are panic-filled at first because like, you're what like... What do you do if I, leave, if I leave my job? Right. Because right. we had wonderful insurance, yeah. uh, you know, money. Financially and, a very good deal. Right. And so... To, at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. I've heard Whole Foods is... 
So this is just what I've heard. Like mm-hmm. the benefits are good. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Right? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Most time people stay at home. I stayed food. there yes. for a year after I decided I wanted to leave simply because it was a the benefits a, were a, so good. The, the, Health insurance alone was worth more than I could find at a job. Yeah. Get, and then we like, rode paid, that period. for a while. We were like, okay, he can do this. He can put <clears> up with Maybe he's stuck, stuck in a rut. Were you like, maybe I'm stuck in a rut? Yeah, and but at the same time, I was in leadership. I mean, like, as far as being stuck in a rut, there wasn't there was, somewhere higher for me to go that I was going to be able to get to without a further commitment. Into and there it. were other things going on that there were just, yeah. we'll say for a talk, just not a healthy environment. And we knew that he was either, we were at that point where like, either this is what you're going to do and you suck it up and we do the best we can right. at home to make you happy or you walk away. And what does it mean if you, and then so the walking away conversation started. And like I said, it was panic. Yeah, yeah of so course. Like, oh I went and talked to a friend of mine, Pat Fellows, who uh, runs a local company, Fresh Junkie, and he does a lot mm-hmm. of races in town and mm-hmm. does salads and stuff like that. And he's an entrepreneur, and Pat has a, a mind frame of that point when you get to where you need to jump, there's not a lot he of weight jump, in Pat's right. <laughs> Pat's like, we're jumping, all right? It's like, it's going to work out on the way down. Uh, and so I went and worked with Pat for a while, and he created a job for me, pretty much, uh, catering for LSU athletes. So we started And that was how company. he kind of transitioned yeah, like out. Of, like, into, Pat gave us a line. Now, financially speaking, it was like, I mean... It was still a pretty big cut. We took a huge mm-hmm. fall, but it, at the time, it felt like his... Mental health was worth it, and we have been down this road before where <laughs> job changes happened. It happened with us at the Chimes where we weren't expecting it. It happened. We rolled with that, and then once we saw that we got through that and we knew what it meant to downsize and make things happen, we were like, well, here we are again. We'll right. figure it out again. And so then, the dream came back around that we wanted to own a place of our own. Right. I and, had well, originally wanted to be a restaurant and own and operate a restaurant, yeah. and then after having children, realized that it was, it was one or the other as far as where I'd be able to to focus my love and I'd much rather be a family man than a restauranteur. So we talked about the bookstore idea and, you know, and like spitballing, like this would be like my dream job. <laughs> and so in that conversation of if you walk away from Whole Foods, right, where do you walk to next? Do you find another corporate situation? Like, do we get you in another safe place? Right. We kind of mm-hmm. know what that looks like already. Or what if, what if this is the point where we actually open this bookshop slash food and yeah, drink thing. thing and we start the motions of that that we've been saying forever wouldn't it be cool and yeah. so we started okay you're going to start with pat and we're going to start working yeah. the research of how to do this book short and so both those things happened yeah, and it and was then, oddly enough scary. the uh the lsu tiger athletic association who decided to build the big commissary cafe on campus is what decided that we were no longer able to cater to athletes because they took away the budget for them to buy food off campus. Okay. So we were primarily feeding the, the female athletes. We fed the, the swim team and the track team and all those other things. Uh, and then it ended, like overnight, boom, we can no longer do this job. So at that time, I was like, all right, here we are again. Got to go find a job. So I went to Barnes & Noble. Uh, incidentally, there's not an S at the end of Noble. And they're very, very uh, poignant about that when oh. you work there. It's Barnes & Noble. Dude, I'm pretty sure I say Barnes & Noble. <laughs> Everybody does. I always say Barnes & Noble. Sorry. Okay. Well, they, they drill that into you. Okay. At any rate, um, so I go and apply for them. And full disclosure, I'm like, hey, look, you know, I am starting up a bookstore. I, like, I want to start a bookstore. Uh, they laugh. I want to get training. <laughs> you know, there's nowhere else Good I luck. can work. Um, to get that sort of information. So would you let me work there? I'm like, yeah, sure, come on. Yeah. So they took me on and I went and worked in the receiving dock for, for almost a year. Came out and worked in the front of the house and I just absorbed as much information from them as I can. Uh, we had found out about this consultant group who works out of Florida who helps people open bookstores and they offer a boot camp and it's called Bookstore Boot Camp. So and they are him. widely renowned and well, like, they do good <laughs> things, right? I know. Who knows? 
Um, Pause and so. And so I actually I I, uh, I bought myself some tickets and went to Amelia Island, Florida, outside of Jacksonville, and went to their three day symposium and, and boot camp on how to open a bookstore, and came back with a whole lot of information and the knowledge that. Much like most businesses, you got to have money to make money. Yeah, and so, then we started to realize we have no business. Yeah, we like, like, what are we so if that's the uh, the gate charge, we're not getting in the gate. Right. Um. So we decided we would go with trying a pop up model. Uh, Which, when I first market. proposed to him, he was like, "What?" And I'm like, "It's a pop up. Like, you don't have a storefront. Right. You just pop up at a market. Yeah, so we didn't even know there was a whole lot of markets in town, right? So we're thinking about you know the farmers like markets and things like fair. that." And then we found about the Mid-City Makers Market um, right. and went and talked with Justin LeMoyne, who uh, is part of the group that puts on the market, yep. and his little office that he had for his architecture firm right there at 541 Eugene. Uh, and this was in like 2018, we sit down with him yeah. and talk about we're not what makers. plans we're we not making. We're not writing these books. For, uh, and he's like, oh, let me talk to the other people involved. Maybe we can get you into the Makers Market. We'll see what we can. So we, we, we postponed for a little while and comes back around till, um, I guess, November of 2019 was the first time we actually did a market. We bought some inventory. We got a tent. We did everything we were supposed to do. White light night. White light night. Mm-hmm. It was going to be huge. And mm-hmm. it poured down rain. Absolutely. It always... And it was just like I mean, torrential, torrential rain. And we're sitting there with our like you know, thousands of dollars yes. of inventory After that's many, totally many not resistant to wet. And oh the walls of our tent are soaking and there's parts of the water dripping down. We're looking at each other like, I guess we need to pack up. And at this point, we don't even have Tupperware. We're in like cardboard boxes <laughs> and miscellaneous crates oh. and stuff, hauling stuff oh. and my mom's old garden cart and things. I mean, it's... And we're just like... I, what are we doing? We got it. We got to get out of here. So we start to, like, I, I make the run back to the car to get the, the dolly. I'm coming back. And then when I get back, like, my aunt from Tulsa, Oklahoma is in the in the tent with her family. And they're all buying books. So they, they buy a lot of books. And that's, like, our first customer. And then the rain stopped. And then, like, thousands of people came out. Yes, and it was right. crazy. And we had the most amazing evening. And, like, the, everybody at the market was like, oh, this is one of the best light, light nights yet. They were like, oh, wow, this is cool. Did y'all sell a lot of books? No. No, we did not sell we out, not but sold we had out a book major. Yet, but we did have a very, very uh, strong showing. Yeah, we sold out and it was crazy. We didn't, like, we didn't know what to expect. So it was just awesome. Do you know what I think is interesting about this? And it's like, you know, so it's 2021. We've got a crap ton of technology, mm-hmm. right? But people still like to read, yeah. and people still like to read Books. actual, an act, right? An actual book. And She's I a guess book I'm a book sniffer. Me too. I want to touch that book. I Let's talk about that for a moment. Yes, <laughs> because I like you. And the older, the better. Like if I could uh, bottle an old book perfume, we talk about maybe you can make an essential oil. Book. Can you make an essential oil? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, like, you know how like. Like ice will form differently under different like uh, environmental stresses. I don't know if y'all know that, but like snowflakes will spontaneously generate when they form ice crystals. Will do so differently depending on what kind of music they are being played. Like vibrations and the positivity or negativity of those vibrations will affect the crystalline structure of snowflakes. I wonder. Hold on, I'm gonna interrupt you really quick. This is a shout out to my husband Patrick because he knows the most random information. Oh. So Patrick, when you listen to this, let me know if you if knew that okay. fact. Okay. So and so the reason I said is if you made an essential oil from literature, would it make a difference what the story was when oh. you distilled it as to what feeling that? Right. Like if it's a thriller as opposed to a romance. This is where I come in. So, I just throw things. Okay. So you can drip the oil in new books and give it that. Oh, oh, so this, is, this is this is the you know the first Harry Potter book. Correct. Okay. It's gonna be gold. <laughs> so this is a monthly installment. We're gonna be doing. Okay. I mean, I'm game. Let's okay. Do it. All right. Let's do it. Makes me happy. Okay. Anyway, that aside, can be edited out. I apologize. So no, no, we love this. And Lainey, do you like to read? I do. Man, I like a really What a one-point question. Do you, no. do you, do you read? <laughs> I just want to make Are sure. Are you a reader? I don't read as often as I 
one as I would like to, but I like a physical book. But see, yeah. I've always yeah. been a reader. I went to St. Thomas More. We had the uh, Accelerated Reader Program, and I okay. was the person who always had like so many free points. You got to do the lock-in. Oh, my gosh. Night. And I was, okay, I will say this. I was the opposite. I loathed. And it was Hurricane Andrew. Yeah, but is it because her. of the summer reading books you had to do when you were That's in school? What, no, yes. no, okay. I, I, yes and no. But I think for me, okay, a lot of it for me was, so English is not my first language, Spanish is. And so learning how to read, learning how to speak English was incredibly difficult. Learning how to read was incredibly difficult. So I associated reading with just a chore. Like, it was hard. I could, I wasn't pronouncing things right. Yeah. I was always being corrected. Terry, I think that's legitimate. Yeah. So I was like, reading equals yucky. And then I had tutors forever. So it was just like, to me, it was just an extension of school. And school was hard. So yeah. I didn't, didn't want it. I didn't, I mean, and then... High school came around, and then there were some books that were like, okay, this might be interesting. But then I met uh, my my best friend in high school, Sylvia Gonzalez, who's a brain, like Harvard, went to Harvard brain, mm. and was a reader. And I had never seen a kid, a, a person my age that enjoyed reading, for that it wasn't related to like a school assignment. Mm-hmm. So Sylvia was like a unicorn. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And why? Like, she wouldn't talk to me. I'd be in her house and she'd be reading. And I'm like, how rude. And I'm like, but now I get it. Like, she's like, let me just one chapter, one chapter. And I'd be like, fine. And I'd sit there wait for her to read it. But anyway, so then I figured out in high school, Sylvia was such a brain. Sylvia would help me pass the classes so I didn't have to read. Then, I, you know, I, I say this story all the time, but it's, but it's the truth. Hurricane Andrew came through Florida in 1992. Long story short, I was without power in our house for about a month. Oh, wow. And this is before smartphones. Like, we were, I mean, I, I was, was bored. Okay, I was, I was bored to another level that I remember my cousin who lived next door was a reader. So I was like, Jackie. I'm so bored. I want to read. And she was like, here you go. And she handed me, of all things, flowers in the attic by V.C. Andrews. Have you ever read it? No. It's a gateway book. It is. Oh, it's just something special. Okay. Um, but anyway, I started with that. And then I was like, oh. It's a gateway book. Like, then I, I got it. Because basically, it, it really was made into a lifetime drama. Yes. But anyway, I digress. The point is, I did not become a reader in, in truth um, <laughs> until college okay. and then I became voracious then I was like oh, this is why people I get it like I wanna and then I went back and I was trying to read everything I should have read and I those were kind of hit or misses and then I, I just became every like then I wanted to consume everything yeah there wasn't a genre I wouldn't try there was, I mean I just wanted it all there's there's many a day and I really I like my job okay mm-hmm. and I've said this but there's a lot of like like this week both mornings I look at my book yep <laughs> and I'm like can I just Weird today. Yeah. Well, anybody notice <laughs> yes. that I don't come to work? Correct. I mean, I got my laptop right here. Uh-huh. So, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And my husband makes fun of me. He's like, you're such a nerd. And I'm like, why well, am I an accountant? Yeah. Right. And I was a math teacher. Yes. I mean, yes. So clearly I'm going to like to read. Yeah. Okay. So y'all did the, the, um, what was it? Was it white? Oh, night. White Light Night. Yeah, that was okay. our first market. Right. So that... Uh, <laughs> so White Light Night was a White success. Light Night was our first one, and then we were like, okay, we're going to do this again. But at that point, we were just, again, pop-up, pop-up, pop-up. Right. Pop-up. And then Christmas was and a good market. And by this point, did James figure out what a pop-up was? Yes. Oh, I, I was with it. And yeah. I, and I had started I had started looking up and down. We knew we wanted to be in Mid-City if we were ever... Oh, yeah. Then store. we started looking for locations. So I started looking, and I did that for a while. Um, looking up and down Government Street uh, and, <laughs> you know, the, the Mid-City Corridor. Um, and I found a lot of properties that were, were not poorly priced like, and stuff like that. But even no so, when I'm looking at 2,000 square feet, I'm like, ay, 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 the amount of money I'm going to need to take out to, to just fill this with books. And books. So that they sell, so that I can afford things. 
it was like looking at the math, and I mean, so you're an accountant, right? Yeah, you guys are all accounts. I'm speaking speaking to the, the yeah, we, we can follow um, that. When I realized I was going to borrow like seventy grand more than I needed to be able to pay for right. the fact that I was borrowing the money, was when I was like, this is not a good business model. This is silly. Um, so I kind of backed out of it, and we got a little discouraged about it. Well, we had at the February market in 2020, right before shut everything down. shuts down. It rains, and we, we get canceled. The market gets canceled. And right before this happens, Justin comes over to us like, hey, we're moving out of our office. Would you guys like to move in? It's 300 square feet. So it's like, you know, another five feet larger than this room. <laughs> okay, truly. Um, and that's the size of our store. <laughs> and so all, the, all of the, 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 the metrics that I had learned from this class and stuff is that retail is based on square footage, sales square footage. And then, like, how much does that square foot sell on average over the course of a year is how you can plan your business plan. So I'm looking at 350 square feet with 50 square feet dedicated to an office, and then we got to have floor space, right? So it's not all retail space. I'm doing the numbers. This is never going to work. There's no way that we'll be able to produce enough income to pay for someone to work here. Um, but we're like, ah, whatever. The rent's good. Let's try it. Well, it was the only thing we could afford. Yeah, it was, and it was so really the more we a good looked, deal. And I was stubborn in that I wanted to look in Mid-City because I felt like if the bookstore was going to uh, find success anywhere, I felt like Mid-City was, were the people that would yeah, me too. make I mean, it that's happen. that's where I grew up. I grew up almost across the street from St. Joseph's Academy oh. on Gladden, right around the yeah, corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this is like my stomping grounds, right? I'd ride my bike to where my bookstore is when I was a nine-year-old. Um, I, said, I tell the story often. It's like, Eugene, yeah, that's the street where I got hit by the first car and the street where I almost got hit by the second car. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we looked at a couple of houses on that street. Yeah, anyway. uh, yeah. It was yeah. deeper down in the honeysuckle side. But anyway, um, I digress. Yes, we wanted to be in Mid-City because we knew that for a bookstore to make it in the world of Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, and such that a community was going to have to latch onto it and want it to be there because it was gonna be, it's going to have to be more than just about how much you can get the book for because mm-hmm. right. working at Barnes and Noble I see people do the Amazon shop you know you come in there you find the book you want and then you look at your phone can I get it tomorrow for less yeah. yes I do the and they walk out the yes, door right. it's, it's, so you know right off the, right off the start you got to let people know like, I'm not going to give you a book cheaper than Amazon it's just not going to happen they actually sell books cheaper than what I can get them for from the publisher um, so that's that's we can't worry about that, right. <laughs> you know? So we tie into it. What can we do? We can offer people a really cool place, a really Well, I cozy think what we started to do is, because up until then, we kept trying to be like something else. Right. Let's do this, but like this. Let's do this. And then once we realized, like, okay, we can't afford any of the things we thought. Like, <laughs> everything that we thought was going to happen was, that was a no, that was a no. That, and so, little by little, then when they came around with this office area, I'm like, what do we do with this? And I'm like, well... It's the only thing we can afford. So what do we do with this? And then we just took the approach of like... It's three tents. Right, like a tent (laughs) at the market. But we kind of went about it like, okay, let's look at it like a tiny home, but we're going to make a tiny bookshop. Mm -hmm. And I watch enough of those tiny home Mm -hmm. shows that Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by that. I'm like, look at what they do with the... They build a home, for goodness sakes. We can do a bookshop. So that sort of mentality is what we brought. And then he and my mother-in-law... Well, so that was February. Every single... Oh, yeah, okay. So that was February, and I'm working at Barnes & Noble, and then March, I get furloughed. Right. And so then furloughed from comes. a job that pays me barely more than minimum wage, when I've already worked my way down to what is the least amount of income I've had in my adult life. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so this is the point. It's not rock bottom, but... But we're close. Why wouldn't I just go try and do something else? Because honestly, I could go get a job at Taco Bell and make more. Um, and so I'm like, well, how about, how about we start building this store? You know, I'll go mow lawns. 
I'll do that until noon, and then I'll start. Well, and, okay, wait, but you, you blaze <laughs> over that. Okay, so one morning he literally wakes up like he's been furloughed from Barnes and Noble. I mean, like the stress level is like new, like next level here, and he's like, and but he, James, yeah, the state like gave I me seventy two dollars of unemployment. Yeah, and we were. I was just like, I, I, I mean, the panic. Anyway, but we've been in a similar position before, and he's got a great work ethic. He's, I mean, whatever we need to do it. So the next day, he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I mean, it was like straight. Like I felt like I watched him. Like what was he like in middle school? I'm like, I'm gonna make a flyer, and I'm gonna put the flyer all at all the houses around the block. And I'm like, for what? He's like, I'm gonna offer lawn services. I'm like. You're gonna and win. books. He's like, I, I got a little arm ball on. I might as well. And then I'm going to tell him we have a bookshop. I'm like, baby. And then I'll deliver books. What? Hey. And I'm like, you know what? Do I, I mean, the, the the level of panic. I mean, it was COVID. There was so much anxiety, so much fear. I'm like, go more lawn. And Fine. I'm that sounds great. You were, as a teacher, we're I was home. to teach virtual. Yes, I was home. And I was creating a YouTube channel. <laughs> it was fun. You can imagine how that went. My Anyway. Not well at first, but so it was like, I said, okay, go mow lawn. I mean, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, he wants to mow lawn, mow lawn. We need the money. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. And then that became truly what sustained us oh, yeah. miraculously enough. And he wasn't afraid of it. And so he mowed lawns. And then people hot. started, and the people that we told we have the, the bookshop. Yeah, I built the website somewhere around June of 2020. Yeah. And that was around the time that everyone ran out of puzzles. But we had puzzles. And uh, we became yeah. a right? puzzle so delivery system. We were basically system. a puzzle delivery <laughs> so, so, I ordered puzzles from some okay. like, not local place. Right, right. Sorry. And no. it took three so months to come. Well, but books, that's what we were at. lawns yeah. in different areas around town. And I'd be out there you know, with a lawnmower in the back of the truck. And I'd be out then on the lawn. And, you know, and then I'd go and drop off a book. And people, do you mow lawns? Right. Yes. And I deliver books. I <laughs> love this because how good does it smell outside after your grass has been cut? Yes. Just go sit on the porch and read your book? I mean, it's a very nice should sell the experience. That's yes, there you go. And a candle made of yes. the best book you've ever read. Here's a diffuser with the assembly. <laughs> <laughs> a little Vonnegut for you. Just, yeah. It'll make you introspective. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you did all this. Mm. I mean, and you know what's I'm going to back up a little bit because we've had a lot of guests on this. And I just love, first of all, you guys are both you're adorable. You're so neat. You're so cute. But the passion that you have for this. But truthfully, in times of stress, it's always amazing to me how people that persevere, like you figure it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what y'all were going through because, as you know, being in the, the accounting world, CARES Act came out, PPP loans mm-hmm. came out, and we were swamped, you know, mm-hmm. just completely swamped. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that was a blessing, and we realized that it was a blessing, but we weren't, I wasn't really in that situation. Right, like, right. I'm like, what would I do? I don't know if I'd think, let me go mow lawns, yeah. you know? I'm not even good at mowing lawns. Right. So that would be, I got good at it. Yeah, I'm sure Well, and I think you just have to be afraid to do things that don't look the way they're supposed right. to. Right, yes. You right? have to be okay with because that. Because I remember telling my, my sister, he's going to mow lawns, she's like, what and I'm like I we have no lawn service experience but that's what he's gonna do and it's gonna bring in some money and we need it absolutely and so we just had to be afraid to 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 just do what we could yeah. and it didn't look the way but then again my, especially for me I always joke I've been a late bloomer my whole life life has never looked the way it was supposed to for me so this was just another one of those where I'm like of course it's going like it's just about the swerve that's yeah. what we do constantly we're constantly swerving and pivoting okay all right, so you're mowing lawns, you're mm-hmm. building the bookstore, mm-hmm. or the bookstore, right. you're making it into building a right store. Building, building it truly, yeah. in people's backyards while mowing, take down their friends' forum, and then haul and the then wood bring off the wood. and bring it to my mom's and house. And make I mean, it's so, 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 so,
resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that thought would cross my mind. Uh, Which is good because you know the price of lumber now is ridiculous. Oh, right? don't so ruin so yep. made of fence. And right. Pretty. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, can you build those for me? I was like, yeah, I can. Okay, so you build all these shelves, uh-huh. or you, you know, you get the bookstore mm-hmm. in order, mm-hmm. and then I'm assuming you guys have to order some inventory. Mm-hmm. So Sorry. let me ask you this: I, I wouldn't even know. Where to start ordering Me inventory? Me like I'm it's assuming, you know, you've got your fiction, you've got your nonfiction, you've got your sci-fi. So it's like, interesting how do you point decide? that you bring up because one of the things we decided, and one of the like, so one of the things I, I brought from Barnes and Noble is that the model that put an end to all the bookstores was a model that meant you could come into this store and you could find any book you want. Any book. In books a million, right? They're all there. And there's money in the each one of these books cost the company money, but at that time they also had money to pay employees. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon comes out and destroys that. Mm-hmm. So the model that the company designed to eat up all of its competitors just got owned by someone who now runs I think sixty something percent of every book sold is sold through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, like they own entire SKUs of books, you can't get them from anyone but Amazon. Right, only Amazon. Uh, and and so when we um, when I was working there, I realized I was like. All of this stuff right here, if you distilled it down to just what people are buying, would take up like this room. <laughs> you know, you don't need a lot of space if you're very specific about the customer you're trying to get, who you're trying to sell a book to. So the boutique model, which was something that she was pushing to me, is like we're not going to be able to have every book, but we can have every book that we want people to read. Right. I was like, what if we just pick what we? Okay. Because so both of us. So I told you my little story about how I became a reader. He's always been a reader. Um, and so we're both always reading. And so I thought, why don't we just start with what we know? Yeah. Because that's what we can talk about. Like, cause if somebody's going to come in there and the store is going to be that small and I have a book that I've never read sitting on the shelf, what is the point? Like, I need to be able to talk to the person you need to be mm-hmm. able. Cause, and like he said, we have such different things that we each read that we needed to be able to, to speak to these books in a way that was authentic and that spoke to like we have a low inventory because this is what we what we know mm-hmm. that we're comfortable and if we haven't read it we've read enough about it that we feel like we can at least help you and every time somebody comes in and buys a book we ask them what book they were looking for that we didn't have and then we order that one i was gonna yeah. ask so if somebody's coming in and they're looking for a specific book and chances you guys don't are we, have it we, we order it do you order it mm-hmm. right and then yeah. they can just come and, and pick it up and people have been very nice about delivered. right right and then we either deliver it or they come and pick it up most people come back and pick it up mm-hmm. I haven't had to do it now that we've had right now that we have the little shop most people opt to come inside and grab it well so there's a bookstore in um oh lord is it Fairhope Alabama oh yes. I bet you where your mom no because that one's in um in oh. past Christianity oh never mind okay, okay so there's Fairhope. this one in okay. Fairhope and there's a coffee shop a bookstore and a bar. Yes, we Dreams. want to do that too. Dreams. That's basically the dream. <laughs> That's been like my dream. Our, our That's biggest model the dream. was to have like a wine bar or you know wine and champagne kind of bar. I could serve antique pasty and you know tapas and things like that, and have a little. Come and you can come in and I'd hand you a glass of champagne or a mimosa while you're shopping for books. That's the dream. That's my that's, dream. That's yes. still so what that we want. So that is where we we're want just, to get to. Right. And there that's, was actually a moment we were looking at the spot on Cloud Drive, right where Cypress Grove. No, exactly. Uh, I used to live on that. Okay. Right? We looked right there. where that brewery just opened up. I think it's called Cypress Grove. Cypress I something. I think you're right. Um, and we were like, oh, and I even talked to the company. They were building it at the time, and I found out who it was. I'm like, hey, would you guys be interested? We're at the bookstore. We could do some things together. We could have, like, you know, brewing books night. And they are like, oh, that'd be great. And then. The spot ended up falling through, but right. nonetheless, that's been part of our model. We want to have that that you know cafe element, and certainly it'd be nice to have 
the adult beverages. And the drinks, yes. Because ultimately, coming from food service and then also realizing that margin runs businesses, like margin in books ain't a lot. Right. Margin in food and alcohol is a lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, that's how you... And I so mean, you can it. employ people based off of selling just bottled water. The amount of money I spend on wine at a uh-huh. restaurant when uh-huh. I'm, I know good... Like, I basically, yeah. a glass is the same as almost a bottle yes. mm-hmm. sometimes, Absolutely. you know? Um, so... And to that end, Costco actually gets a lot of their wine from very well-known wine and liquor makers and then just slap their label on it. But like from what I understand, one of Costco's top bourbons is actually Maker's Mark. It's just got a different label on it. They make a run for Best Buy. I mean, Costco. Right. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So you get everything set up. You get your inventory. What was the first day that you guys were open? <laughs> we uh, we opened 20, up yeah, December 20th, 21st. We right opened up for Christmas. like a friends and family day for a day uh, and had a bunch of people come and see it. Um, and then the funny part was we were just opening it to just show them. Right. Like, I don't know. We were so naive. We're like, we just want to show you what it looks like. Because we, as we would explain it to people, of course, you know, when we tell them it's how small it is, it's hard to wrap your head around. We're like, we just want to show you what it looks like. And then, so they actually came to shop. And I don't know what we were thinking. We were like, oh, they're shopping. You know? yeah. This is amazing. Aww. Like, we just weren't thinking about it, you know. And so, but every day has truly felt a little bit like, <laughs> like where people <laughs> show up and are like, they're not lost. They're in the right, like they actually came here on purpose. And then they buy a book and it still doesn't feel like real. Yeah. So, so, okay, so y'all, y'all open up. Mm-hmm. So what was y'all's strategy to get the word out in the community mm. that you guys had opened up? So we've actually taken on kind of a non-strategy with that. Yeah. Okay. We've been very, very quiet about specifically putting our name out there. Okay. Mostly because um, we didn't want to get bigger than we could handle yeah. quickly and then turn people off because we couldn't handle it. Right. Because technically right now I'm like the only employee. I, I'm, I'm there. Is. Right now she's off of, you know, doing the summer teaching and stuff. So she can actually come into the store sometime. But the, the majority of every day of the year, I'm, I'm the guy there and I'm the only guy there. Um, and so it's just kind of about, like, I don't want this to get to where that experience where you get to come in and talk to me right. gets ruined by the fact that there's seven other people in here who want to talk to me or something like that. Right. And while we know we want to get to that point, we're still at the kind of, like, I felt like the pandemic has given us a preseason for grand opening. It's given us this ability to be very slow, very deliberate. Um, when you asked about, asked about you know, stop staffing the place with inventory, stocking the place with inventory, we've done that. Like, every profit we've made has been reinvested. No, nobody's getting paid. This is all about building the business. Right. So every bit that we bring in, we buy more books. And so it's this way, this slow just accumulation where we've doubled, tripled. We've tripled the amount of inventory we have had since January by now. Um, and we're just slowly filling the space with books so that we can get to that point where we have a static floor that is like, all right, we now own all this instead of we're paying on all this. And therefore, everything now we can actually pull a profit off of instead of paying for buying the books. So it's it's been this... This slow grind, and we've had a couple different interviews. We uh, in the in the recent months, two two five did an interview with us. Revely did an interview. Uh, was it Country Roads mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. did an interview? And then like the business report picked up one, and of them. that has helped. And that was like little by little, things got big. Right. Yeah, um, very quickly. I, I can't guarantee more. that you will explode after our little podcast. We're going big but we're gonna it. we're gonna push it out there, guys. And, you know, and then we, we, we kept there. kind of being you know every time somebody comes, hey, tell your friends about us because our clientele is the people who like independent mom and pop stores you know these are the shoppers who are going to be shopping at cottonwood but then still want to come and shop with us because we're different environments yeah um who are going to support both of us and not feel like we're in competition right um and, and so we know that those people 
love telling their friends about bookstores. Yes. You're going to tell your friends. Of course well, I am. I'm like coming to your Because we're like best friends. Yes, totally. We're kind of put a lot of faith in the fact that like our customer base is going to do that for us organically. Right. So, so you know, y'all mentioned Amazon, right? And I'm just going to be honest. I I do order a lot of stuff from Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. It's convenient. You yeah, know, I, but I truthfully, my heart is to support local businesses, but ordering a book from Amazon, I don't care what anybody says and people can argue with me. It is not the same as going to a bookstore. Yeah. It is just not the same. I mean, sometimes I end up ordering it from Amazon because I can't find it anywhere. Right. But now that yes. y'all exist. Yes. And yes. like when I buy, so this little, my husband and I go to the Grand Marriott, you know, once or twice a year. And we always, he, do, again, he doesn't like to read, but I'm right. like, we're going to our bookstore. Mm-hmm. And I love that the owner's there, you know, and it's got a great atmosphere. And I'm going to buy like three or four books while I'm there. And she's kind of the same like you guys. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for something specific, she's like, oh, we can order it. Well, I don't live here, so that's right. not going to work, right. you know, but it would right. work with you. And so I think what you said about knowing your inventory, being able to know your customers mm-hmm. That's what makes Baton Rouge so special yeah. to yes. me, right? Yeah, that, that's yes. that's like a mid city thing too. Yeah. I mean, and I think that one of the things about Baton Rouge is they got like there is some neighborhood, you know, clickishness to it. Yes. People, you know, they stay with their gang, and I think that the mid city crew of individuals very much wants for their part of town to continue to yeah. grow and to have more LCs and more. Yeah. So my husband, I mean, we lived in Garden District, and now we're right over there, uh, West Hill Heights, by right. Wood Park, because we did not. Oh, we're right on the corner. We're right by. Yeah. We're on Bardwell. Oh, we're like okay. this little tiny U in between Westdale and uh, Valley Park. Valley Park. Yes, yeah. I know exactly where okay, that is. Yeah. The, 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 the street you, you choose to take to cut the light. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> well, about. That's yes. our street. Yes. We're right down there. We've got the little about. free library there on the curb. And, and so I joke with our, you know, my friends. We used to live, uh, I went to Bishop Sullivan for okay. high school. So my parents are in Shenandoah. And then we kind of lived on, I say that side of town. Like, yes. it's uh-huh. just so far away. But it really is. It true. really is. When you move over to 70806 or 70808. You're like, no, I am yeah, not going to Highland Road. No fun. Yeah. Highland yeah. Road? Yes. Like, well, book deliveries to Prairieville. Oh, my gosh. Well, when he would go what, to- what, would be, what would be the worst is if I had, like, University Club and Prairieville. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's not a road that goes between no. those. You've got to go back and around. And it's, oh, my God. And it's being, okay, I'm Riverbend. And then I'm Jefferson. And then I'm Bocage. And then i got to go out to Prairieville. And then on the way back, I'm going to Tiger Bend. So, yeah, so when I looked at y'all's website, and I was like, oh, they're right here in Mid-City. Mm-hmm. This is great, you know, mm-hmm. convenient for yes. me. And Thank the spot you. we have is where the market used to be. Used to be. So yeah. the spot is already decked out with Christmas lights and all sorts of cool stuff made to do outdoor entertaining. That's awesome. Uh, and that's been part of our business plan, too. And to get to a further point about, mm-hmm. like, our landlords, Mimosa Handcrafted um, Jewelry. They're, Did you know that? Yeah, they're so moving in. They're yeah. opening up a uh, like a store on a trailer mobile in our back parking lot. So I worked for Mimosa in college Excellent. because I actually spent a lot of Saturdays setting up the Maker's Market oh, with right. Justin and Dawson sure, and all sure. of them. Yeah. So they're, they're I mean, gonna, Lady's not from here, but she lives a lot. <laughs> right? she knows so we're going to have this very well-known local jeweler that's going to be on campus with us too Which and that's kind of what we're thinking about. our grand opening will probably have to happen. oh that is so exciting we really <laughs> well and just wait for i that. love madeline and yeah Dawson we have to get them on here with it yeah yeah, yeah, they're yeah on they're, they're, they'll be who we recommend so uh <laughs> we're booked for guests through uh september okay. at this particular good job, good job. Point. oh we got they squeezed us in okay this is very exciting okay. so uh i say that but i mean it's exciting that that many people want to come on or we get great so, suggestions yes. and immediately when we get a, a guest suggestion and we it, it goes it goes to Lainey who's the schedule I tried to schedule my sister-in-law and Lainey was like you double booked her I was like oh, what? that's why I shouldn't schedule this ever 
ever. Right. We all know our strengths. I'm the talker. We have our strengths. So this is so exciting. But I did check out y'all's website. And, I mean, it looks like you 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 can kind of do a search and you can look at... we keep tweaking it, yeah. So the category is an interesting thing. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Yeah, so to that end, Shopify is not really set up to be a bookstore element. Um, so the way that they do tags and stuff like that, much to my uh, chagrin, I guess, I didn't realize, is that the tags are what come up as the sh- searchable options. Gotcha. So when I'm sitting here typing all these books and entering them in and doing BISAC, which is the bibliographic information, blah, 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 blah. It's how they divide a book and say it's fiction, adventure, action, mm-hmm. women characters, right? I'll type those in as individual words. So, you know, like Tom Sawyer might be fiction, adventure, classic. And it's going to show up under classic if you search under classic, under fiction, if you search under fiction, under adventure. Gotcha. So okay. all of that stuff is now, I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, that's overwhelming amount of knowledge that people don't need. I didn't realize it was going to import into that field. So the website is like everything else we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> we keep tweaking and learning along the I, way. I feel like that's The guy common. from Yelp told me yeah. it was great. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was great. I was just I was looking at it this weekend He's because you know and I was like, oh yeah, look at this. I, I was impressed by because it had my so. garden in it. It's got. Some I built up. a giant garden next he to our did. bookstore too. We have, it's an right, because what, what, what we're trying to do is make right make a lot of like of the public park side of it. Come and hang out. That's a really good space. Small, yeah. But you know what y'all did here right from the get-go? And I don't know if somebody told you guys to do this, right? But you ought, you have people. You have yourselves and you have people on the website. And so being that you're in an no, accounting... that's just all we had. That's the thing. People resonate with people. And so right. being in an accounting firm, we had this marketing company come in. And they were like, okay, nobody wants to look at this like board game of Scrabble that right. spells tax cuts. <laughs> That's right. Like, we're going to see people put, throwing money right, around. <laughs> put your people in right. the pictures and we were like, right. yeah, my Amazing. Really? Right, but this right, was, right. you know how long it took me to spell tax cuts? <laughs> <laughs> and get it just, get it just right, you know? So anyway, okay, so, and I'm assuming you guys are on social media as yes, well, right? Yes, okay. yes. Instagram yes. and Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so again, it's Red Stick Reads. Yep. Um, so I'm kind of going down this, uh, questionnaire it looks like you've got a shout out uh bookshop friends shout outs oh, missy and john i wrote oh, yes wow. okay so our book our bookshop at first friends. i was like my name is missy but i didn't help with the book so. <laughs> okay so the first person that i said out other than him that i said out loud to that i wanted to open a bookstore was missy who owns Conundrum Books in St. Francisville. I had gone with my book club. We were staying at one of the girls in the book club. They have a, uh, a little house in St. Francisville. And we were like, let's go have lunch and go to the bookstore. And then we have our book club retreat that weekend. It was fabulous. I know. I'll <laughs> see your face. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. Okay. So we go I into do. Missy's bookshop, which is tiny. Not not as tiny as ours, but small. And I and she had, you know, she hosted us. And she had all, we talked book club the whole time we were there. And I was in heaven. So I was checking out, and I don't even know what exactly possessed me to say it, but I felt like, like I, it just came out of my mouth. And I was like, I had this dream of opening up a bookshop. And she, from the minute I said that, was has been nothing but incredibly generous with information, with her support, with her excitedness. So she was the first person. So she's in uh, St. Francisville. And then as we started doing our research, yeah. I know. I keep sorry. Passion. The passion. It is. Well, look. I'll I'll talk with my answer. You can totally edit this out. But I'm Cuban. Okay. This is part of being Cuban. And I remember one time I was talking to a principal in Miami. One of the principals I worked with. I'm telling her a story. She said, Terry, 
what would happen if I tied your hands down while I talked to you? And I said, she said, could you talk? I said, yeah, but it would be very boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine just talking. Like, so, yeah, Same anyway, sorry. Uh, my hands are all over the place. Okay. I mean, I get you. So, anyway, and then uh, John and Michelle were the next bookstore people we talked to, Denim Springs Cavalier Bookshop. We called them or emailed them, I think it was. And we were like, don't know what we're doing. We want to open a bookshop. Would you give us five, you know, a little yeah, bit of your time? John was like a 60-year-old guy. I was going right. to I mean, like, he's like 35. <laughs> younger than us. And we're like, oh, my gosh. But then, so we met them. And they're married couple that run a bookstore in Denham Springs. So those two people, and from the beginning, those three people have been nothing but yeah. amazing to us. And never in the spirit, like you said, it's never been in the spirit of competition. It's always been in like, bookstore people are awesome. Like, like yeah, because they are around books. Yes. How can you be mad if uh, you're you around know, books? Okay, Glennon Doyle, she was like the, for um, uh, Independent Bookstore Day, they picked her as kind of like the... Uh, ambassador right and I'm gonna botch up her quote because I don't say it right but basically she's like you I have never met zero jerks own bookstores right Mm -hmm. and the more bookstore people we meet the more that we can vouch for that everybody that we meet is is, there a bookstore conference yes yeah yes several yes okay and we haven't been able to end the bookstore and I'll be like you'll be my plus three (laughs) we can do that there's like an annual um and we haven't been able to go because of American COVID, like nothing is running the way it normally does. Yeah, but you I get can't lots wait of free to... stuff from the publishers. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, they have yeah. like rooms oh. where they just box up all your free stuff that the publishers. And have. you go and get them at the end. We haven't done it. Ooh, y'all gotta go. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Gotta make this make this place turn a nice profit so y'all can go. Okay. So back to your teaching really quick. What Mm -hmm. grade do you teach? Okay. So I've been teaching pre K through second Spanish, but next year big big change. I'm going third through eighth. Oh, yeah. Okay. But Spanish. Spanish is what I teach. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's. I think I took Spanish, and I'm pretty sure I can only say like, hola. That's a start. Exactly. Well, okay. I so Spanish, like I said, is my first language. When I started learning English, so it was it took a long time, but then it all like kind of clicked, and it was like I was just speaking English, no Spanish. And then my dad at home made the rule, which I didn't like when I was little. Now I'm forever grateful. But he had the because my parents were learning English basically as I was learning English. Um, and so he made the rule that at home we had to talk Spanish. And I was like, oh, I don't want, I want to be American. I want to sound like all my friends at school. But thank God he did because I didn't lose my mm-hmm. Spanish as a result. And so in Miami, being a teacher who speaks Spanish, it's really no big deal. Right. right Everybody right. speaks Spanish. Right. But here, it's what got, in, you know, my foot in the door. And so then it was perfect. Yeah. I love Spanish language, honestly, I think it's beautiful. Okay. I never was able to speak it to where I didn't translate everything in my brain uh-huh. back to English. And right, I said that right. that's really the key. And Well, and it's yeah. hard to when you, like, I learned the second language when I was young enough that it, it wasn't hard. And then it just became, the, the two just constantly are flipping back and forth in my mind. Now, I do, a lot of people will ask me, do I think in Spanish? I think I do, yes. You probably, I would think that you Because do. there's a lot, like, I have trouble expressing in English that I that I can very easily say in Spanish, so. Please. I think in Elvish. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to touch base on some of these other things that y'all um, put on the questionnaire. So, your favorite vacation was your honeymoon. Oh. <laughs> we'll never have a vacation like that one. See? Okay. Never again. Uh, well, how long like, have y'all been married? Oh, 15 years, I think, was our anniversary this year. Hey, I just made my 15 Okay, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. But we, I have forgotten our anniversary. It's like a joke now for the last And years. we made it tax day, so we remember it. Oh. I can't remember it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, our honeymoon. And long story short there, it was, first of all, we're never going to be able to afford a vacation like this. We um, yeah. we went to uh, Sandals, 
Uh, I went to a sandals. And we went yeah. to, and we picked, like, it was our honeymoon, and we picked, like, every level yeah. of, like, luxury like you could. 24-hour like, concierge had, service. Blah, blah, it was blah. ridiculous. It was now, nice. coming and, what made it, I think, so awesome yeah, was that coming and going and were absolute nightmares. Stories that we yeah. could, like, do a lifetime like we decided movie about. to fly out of Baton Rouge mm-hmm. instead of going to New Orleans mm-hmm. just to save that extra 80 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And they canceled the first flight out of Baton Rouge to Atlanta without telling anybody. And then when we went to go get on the second flight, they, they were like, ah, oh, that one is not leaving for another hour and a half. I'm like, oh, but we have a connecting flight in Atlanta to get to Guadalupe or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to miss that one. Oh, thanks. So right. the resort is $1,700 a night, non-refundable. Right. So missing the first night, that's fun, um, of our honeymoon, right? This is the day after we're married. We end up in an airport hotel in Georgia that they put us in and they're like oh we'll give you the <laughs> no way when they give you like $50 Wait, no, yeah. it was just like a comedy of errors yeah. coming and go like we get to Atlanta we're like okay we can turn this around it's okay we this one night we got this and we're like we're so gonna we get to this hotel and it's like the the, the the honeymoon suite has cigarette stains on the on the hot tub bathtub and the crazy thing is it's like a it's like a big you know hot tub round pool in the bathroom but there's a shower head and like a square curtain that goes around the round tub oh. and, then oh, it, and it faces the parking lot no but was the like, best part was cool. we're like we're going to leave this hotel yeah. let's go <laughs> let's, have a date it's easter sunday but we're not thinking. Okay, so we pay a lot of money for this guy for this to bring us down to, bring to us this to mall. beautiful mall that was like has all this stuff, and we were just going to go. He's Armenian, right? Didn't realize. So this. drops us off, and we're like, "But the doors don't open because it's Easter Hello. Sunday, oh. and everything's and like, closed." Right. And the we're cabbie like, oh, was sitting there telling him how we're going there. He just takes off. He leaves, and we're like, "We, and we just tip him like exceptionally well." Dollars to get here, and no, all the doors are locked. <laughs> <laughs> so then we just start wandering the parking lot. We start wandering the parking lot. We're like, finally. We see a restaurant. Did either one of y'all get upset at this point? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure we but, did. I mean, like, they can laugh about yeah, it now. We, were, but we worked <laughs> in the restaurant industry. So like, we just kind of, like, well, I guess there we were so many the best awful things that kept happening that we just were like, of course this happened. Of so, course. I mean, we go to this restaurant lot. that's got, it's like a, uh, you know, like a Jimmy Buffett kind of thing, right? Oh, we go yeah. in there and they're playing Caribbean music. We're like, oh, great, because oh, this will be just like we're in, you know, and we tell the waiters our story. And the waiter's like, oh, we can't have this. And he goes to the bartender, and the bartender makes some kind of special gigantic fruity drink, brings it out to us, brings us out a bottle of wine. They give it to us. Uh, we're like, oh, man, well, you know, after we get a little bit tipsy, he's like, all right, I'm going to call you guys a cab. They call us a limo. All right. Limo so, comes and picks us up, brings us back to the hotel. So that started to get good. So then it started to get good. And we're like, well, see? Stop see? Because these happen to people. We got this. We get to our honeymoon, and it is Well, we get to <laughs> we land awesome. in Guadalupe to, to, to take the plane switch, and we get off of the main plane and to a puddle jumper, yeah, yeah, like a DC-17 kind yeah. of thing. And the people come down the line and they're spraying us. Like, what do you do? It's like, we're delousing you. So they're hitting us <laughs> no, with this so thing. Awesome. And then they start to say, like, how much do you weigh? And we're like, well, wait. <laughs> oh, like, before you can get into the little yeah. puddle jumper. No, 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 this is on the plane. And they're moving people because the stabilizers have broken <gasps> loose in the back. And they need to make sure the plane is appropriately weighted so they can fly. And I'm like, honey, don't worry. R2-D2 had to fix the stabilizer on Luke Skywalker's X-Wing to blow up the Death Star. It's fine. Oh, my God. You blew up the Death Star with that stabilizer. I didn't want to go in the plane. I was in front of him, and he was pushing me. And I was like, I'm not getting on this plane. I'm not. like, yes, yes, Luke Skywalker's. And I'm like, baby. So we land. This is no time to quote Star Wars. But we got serious. But I got on that plane. And literally, she was like, you wait. what? Okay, you sit on that side. You sit on that side. And I was like, And now we're in a British Virgin Island. Where they drive on the other side of the road. Right, yeah, I've been there. And, been and there. like all these roads go around the mountains because all volcanic islands mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm, that. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
No, like people pass. There's mm-hmm. no line in the middle mm-hmm. of the road that demands any no respect. And so you come tearing around the corner and there's a bus coming right yep. at you. And our driver's in like a Toyota like minivan from 1990 like, or something like that, right? You know what he's like, saying. oh, man, right there in the middle, I got you some drinks. And we open up his ice chest and it's beautifully beer. laid out with yeah. beer and cheese and some fruit and some other. I mean, it was, the ice chest was perfect. So we get to, we get to the resort. Um, <laughs> he's like, I think this is the right one. There's two on the island. Like, oh, this looks like yours. Anyway, so we get there, we get out. Uh, and, and we get to the, the room and the, the bellhop comes and he's like, all right, here's your baggage. And we're like, those aren't our bags. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, those aren't our bags. You want them? <laughs> I was like, no, man. Like, I'll come no, back. did you get my no, bags? Like, like, <laughs> so the thing they say in that, no pressure, no pressure, I'll be back. Right. You know? So he comes back, he finds our bags. And we proceed uh, to meet our concierge, yeah, Safi and Sophie. Yeah, then we had like, these two amazing ladies, Safi. And from then on out, it was awesome. Names. That's how amazing. You know, and it was the, just wonderful. It was everything we wanted, those ladies. Uh, well, and <laughs> by everything we wanted, I was like, I would get French fries. Like at midnight, I was like, I'm going to call Safi and see if she'll bring me French fries. At yeah. midnight, and she would bring me French fries. I mean, know, like, they, they come and they're like, is anything special you need on your stay here? I was like, two bottles of champagne every morning, a gallon of orange juice, and like an omelet, something. <laughs> And yeah. every day, hey, you're paying for it. everything yeah. is there, I love right? That. I love that. It was one time we were supposed to be able to go get, uh, we were going to go get sushi, but oh, they, we couldn't get reservations. They had a sushi restaurant. So we went to a different restaurant. Right. Um, and, and everything you don't pay while you're there because you prepay right. up front. And when we get back to the hotel, not only are there flower petals everywhere, but there was a spread of sushi in the fridge that they had oh. had made specifically for us and it's oh. waiting for us. When we, I mean, it was great. And, and well, yeah, it's yeah, the experience. Talk- you swim up to the bar. <laughs> get your drink and then we swim just back to your other like that. And we knew, like, even while we were there, like, we're never And all these plans to go snorkeling and catamaranning and, you know, golfing. I went to the, you know, it's like, no, we stayed in red and just drank on the beach and did I went, nothing. I don't, I don't <laughs> we didn't talk to each other for, like, you know, hours. How are you? Chapter 37. Okay. How are you? Yeah. Chapter 38. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was the yeah. quietest, but, but in a good, you know, yeah. When we got home, the first restaurant that we went to, we got up and left. Before realizing we had to pay, <laughs> go back and actually pay them because we just got them walked out. All right, cool. Uh, We're coming. All done. Sorry, yeah. you do get kind of spoiled. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know? oh my it's kind of like on a cruise. Oh, you know? the story. Yeah. Yes. The it moment I tried like... to save everybody's life in the van. Oh. Right. Was okay. this another crazy driver? It was. Well, the, 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 they bring us. You know, it's a shuttle. And there's like five or six of us Americans in it, and they and they park on an incline. And we're picking up and, other. Uh, people. I'm sitting in the in the back right behind the passenger, and uh, the guy in the front left driver's seat gets up out the car and gets out and then the bus starts to roll backwards oh and i'm like oh, then i get up and so i jump up the grab and there's no steering wheel because it's on this side of the car and there's a driver right there I'm like oh sorry my bad <laughs> I'm so i don't think your panic was justified <laughs> yeah. look when my so we went to the sandals in bahamas oh and i mean so we God. get there yeah. and it's i i just remember i mean he was driving so fast. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, oh no, my I couldn't look dude, in front I of me. Got I, okay, like, I don't want this to be I, it. Yeah. You know, Jamaica's kind of the same way. So yes. I've been in Jamaica yes. before and yes. I'm like, always oh, joking. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be, you know, an article, you know, that <laughs> some Americans got mm-hmm. an accident. So anyway, yeah. I love that y'all still remember that so oh, vividly. Mm-hmm. It was just a while. There was a lot of crazy The drive things. back was rough. The fly back was rough too. Oh, ended up God. laying us over in Barbados and we got to stay in this old, like, rundown resort from the 60s. Like, literally, like, you know, they, back used to probably start like by the uh, beginning of a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? I'm just going to tell you. So, Tommy is our managing partner at this firm, okay? okay? And him and his wife, Dawn, and I don't know who has the bad luck, they have 
I have never seen such bad luck flying mm-hmm. ever. Like we all now, it's a joke. Yeah, I think they're in the Bahamas actually right now, and I think they made it. Hopefully I couldn't they believe made, I didn't I was get just a text from right, Tommy like flight got delayed. They're right. you know now we're going to Maine or something like that. You know, like I'm in a lifeboat. Thanks a lot. And I'm like, I will never like. We went to the Derby one time, and so my husband and I they they took a separate flight, and guess what? All of our they, flights got delayed. All yeah. we all got there at the same time. I was like, well, that that would that's what our honeymoon coming and going nightmares mm-hmm. once there yeah glorious I mean flying nowadays just is not that fun no I don't find you d- right, no you just go into the airport expecting like you expect what a delay is thing? a right. flight cancellation always if I fly through Dallas I'm like I'm sure we're going to spend the night in that hotel at some particular mm-hmm. point and I have many times yeah and so when it actually works like it's when glorious. it takes off and yeah. you get there and you get your connection you're like this is amazing what's going to happen once I get on this plane correct yeah, what's going to what happen now? right okay so um Last question, and then I'm going to go to a couple of um, questions I like to I like to ask married couples. Um, so, fave food for James is Mexican. Yeah, right? we'll say, I answered that. For well, she answered that for you. Or, or, so, do you yeah, have a favorite food? That is, I like spicy food. Okay. So, I also really like Thai food. I like that's Chinese true. food. Yeah. I like food that is difficult for me to cook. Mm-hmm. Because food that's easy for me to cook, I don't want to eat at a restaurant. You just cook it. Just okay, cook it. got it. Um, but I, I like like going to Thai kitchen and getting so like I like. That's a long conversation. Uh, As a chef, well, there's yeah. alchemy involved. There's like a complexity of flavor that needs to hit a certain level for me to like. I will even enjoy foods I don't like because of it's like, wow, this is complex. Okay. <laughs> it tastes like charcoal and, and mud, but and I appreciate the way. Sushi. I, yeah. So, do you have a favorite sushi restaurant here? Mm. I mean, lately we've been hitting Thai. We've kitchen been going to Thai kitchen because it's also got so, the good Thai food. Yeah, and they make good sushi. I guess we go there. And then but twelve I years like, at Whole Foods, I have to say their sushi was fantastic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I, I and I mean, yeah. like working, my daughter, I was in charge of making sure that either. department followed the Whole Foods rules because it's the, pretty good. They're hired by Whole Foods; they don't actually work for Whole Foods. Okay. Um. So, like, to, to tie them, yeah, because Whole Foods sushi is how we got my daughter into it. Yeah. Yeah, but man, they they have good sushi. Yeah. Okay. So. Thank you all so much. Thank y'all. you. We're just a treat. So I'm going to just ask a couple of questions yes. and uh, you'll get the hang of this. Okay. So who is funnier? <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that even a question? <laughs> Don't she even is, look at him. Don't she, even is, look at him. she is more uh, generally even... acceptably funny. And so I, am, I am very funny for a very specific clientele. Correct. And like <laughs> once a month. Yeah. And if he hits it early, we're doomed sucks, the rest of the yeah, month. The rest okay. of the month sucks. All right. I feel like I want to be recording like video. <laughs> like, I, was, I was gonna tell Lainey to try to video. I did a video of y'all. Okay. okay. Who is cleaner? Definitely not me. Okay. It used to be her. It used to I think be we've me. Both become but not I, I'll tell you what, being a teacher, like running all the different things that we're trying to do, the house is a disaster. So I would I should so, be saying so- but I'm not I right think now. Like surfaces and areas, she's far I'm more cleaner. Clean. Okay. And like sanitation, I am. Right. The the service my, my food, food person in him is like it's a good mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm always like, you know, wash your hands. Was that water 140 degrees before you clean that? You know that kind of silly stuff. Oh. You can't eat that if it stayed out for longer than five. Oh, he's so strict. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, man. You kind of remind me of my husband. He's like, what's the expiration date on this? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't stink. It's fine. Well, I'm still down with that too because I believe that the FDA the... does things to get us to, to spend money. I mean, it's part of the American dream is to, oh. to purposefully cancel out food so that we have to spend money. That actually that is See, real. Patrick, I told you I'd never make you sick eating that. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't realize this whenever I was looking at these, whenever I was thinking of these questions, but who's the better cook? (laughs) I mean, 
Okay. Okay. Tell, me, her, tell her the story. Okay, let me just say this. If there was a way to burn water, I would do it. Oh, okay. That's all you need to know. <laughs> about. She, she tried to cook me a oh. French toast for my for my birthday one it, breakfast in bed. Okay. And I woke up to the smoke alarm, <laughs> which she didn't know how to turn off. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Yes. I have tried. Yeah. I am not. I just don't. The kitchen is not my my arena, and I've come to peace with it. And so yeah. has he. And Coming out of the matters. chimes, I was very much like a southern cook. You know, I knew how to cook all the staples that, that you would eat. Eaten, uh, Creole cuisine um, and then at Whole Foods I learned so much more and that kind of when I talked about alchemy earlier that's how I approach food now and I like to look at it deconstructive I like to eat something and then sit there and go this is what's in it and then try and reconstruct and then it. all I think is thank God he likes to grow yeah right so I, I taste these sauces it, and I'll be like, like ginger nope. and amaranth and that's got this in it and that okay I think I could pull mm. that off no. and that and, and so I like I like the construction part of it. Look yes. at all these and ingredients and going, things. ooh, I can do if this. If I say, I just want a sandwich, he'll say, what do you want for lunch? I just a grilled cheese, a sandwich. 20 minutes later, I'm like, what's happening? And yeah. then like out comes like this amazing plate of a grilled cheese. You know, yes. I made a little tomato soup on the side, a little bit of kale. That's just how he is. I, I am definitely not. the better cook. The kitchen. Oh, that's an easy no-brainer. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Terry is a cook. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No. Okay, so I just have to ask this. Um, so who's better at the financial aspect of the business? Okay. Oh, she can't, can't touch I can't. No, no, no. I can spend it, <laughs> but I should it. not be touching it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And then, again, I didn't know this. <laughs> My question was, who handles the yard work? Oh, that's me too. Well, it sounds like James does a lot. He does. He is I am in. infrastructure. <laughs> yes. I am in charge of infrastructure. And so I'm well, like here's the, DOTD, the thing. He is not afraid. Okay, I say this to the kids all the time. Like, neither one is in charge. We are both trying to do everything we can to keep the ship going. And he is not afraid to take up on a lot. Thank God. Yeah, he doesn't because you don't seem high stress to me. I'm the dude. He is a hundred percent. If you've ever watched The Big Lebowski, yeah, the dude. Oh, okay. I'm the dude. My the husband dude. has watched that a hundred times. That's and thank God because I'm sort of the opposite of the dude. I'm the fiery Cuban, and so he is a good yin, as they say. To my you gotta balance yang. each other out. You gotta balance. Yes, because I'm a lot. And he's calm. So I need that. Like, I bring a lot so of... So, Terry... She's mad You can I'm talk to my husband, and I am also a lot. Okay, yeah. In the best way, I mean so, that, but... So, would you say you're an extrovert? No. No. Oh, Lord, here we go again. No. No. Now, I she, would say... Look, and she, I think, she was like, should we go in that door or go in that door? And we got here. I, like, I don't know what I'm so scared. I was like, honey... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going through this with you again. I would like, get to the grocery store. I don't do this. I don't know. I don't know how to get them to come out here and get us groceries. Like, right. you, you, on the app, you call them. You know? uh, in my okay, the teacher yeah, she's totally me, introverted. The teacher in me is a complete extrovert, right? In the classroom, especially, I am uninhibited. I it's where I I am truly just me, right? But there's kids. Adults is a whole other situation. And I think I am extroverted because I do enjoy talking and having, but my heart of hearts, I am, I want to be in my little bubble with your bubble book. with my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and at least that's the way I recharge. We recharge completely. That's, that's, I think that's what defines it. And I it. think that's what it is because yeah. if I'm going to go and do this today and then we're going to go to the bookstore and then we're going to have a market. Then, the, then later I need, like, nobody talk to me, nobody touch me, nobody need anything from me. I need to be completely alone. He does not. 
He needs yeah, to like, be out. I need to go outside and weed the garden. Right, and he can't be. He's he's constantly in motion, constantly engaging with people. I mean, like that. So we recharge totally different. So that's yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I'm just fascinated by introverts and extroverts and the difference between the two. Um, yeah, he. I mean, we are. I would say opposite in that. I, mean, I remember one time. <laughs> I think there was a time where I was an introvert. But that was a long time. I don't, I didn't know that. Well, Look, being the kitchen manager at the Chimes, <laughs> right? When you're 19 years old and you work with you know 30 to 50 year olds. Yeah. Um, yeah, you quickly become an extrovert. Yeah, yeah, you quickly yeah. become quite extrovert. And then also in that environment, I was trained by some very funny people um, in a very, I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever read Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen mm-hmm. Confidential or seen any of the information that he puts out there about what it's like to work in a restaurant. But it's like accurate. that dirty pirate, you know, all hands on deck, we're in this together until you, you know, uh, do something wrong and then we're cutting you down kind of, it is a very brutal environment, but it's also extraordinarily rewarding when you're young and you're into that, you know, kind of pushing yourself every day. Yeah, I waited at tables. I worked yeah. at a restaurant. Okay. I opened up any inside the new mall. Which I think is genius. I think everybody needs to work oh, in a restaurant. Oh, I tell my uh-huh. chef all the time. You at will least a minimum of six months. Yes. 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 That was the Monte Cristo, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had fried broccoli bites. Yes. Yummy, yummy, and tummy. I was 16 years old, you know, as a hostess over there. And then I worked over at Dempsey's on a little poke boy shop for about three or four years. And I loved it. I mean, it really is such a life long learning mm-hmm. experiment, right? Ladies work in a restaurant. Oh, it yeah. teaches you a lot. It oh, every now and then we, we joke still. We're like, well, don't you just want to pick up a shift and just like run for every one night at the time to do, do it? Because yeah. I'm like, we could make good money one night, you know, just... I would go crazy. Yeah. Oh, I made good money. Oh, oh my gosh. We made yeah. stupid money. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, like, at the Chimes, it happened to us at Whole Foods. Like, oh, we just went through a third world country, but we made lots of money. Well, but here, here was the thing, too, that we started to realize is quantity of life was always here, but quality was down here because we were slaves to where we were. And yeah. now the pendulum has gone the other way where we have, I think, our quality of life has substantially improved, but our quantity of life, has, you know, we've paid a price. Yeah. And so we would like to... Even that out a little yeah, bit. So it sounds like you're on your way. Try. You're on your way. Yes. I believe yes. in you guys. Yes. I believe in you guys. All right. So thank y'all so thank much you. again. That thank was just you. Yeah, you know that was that was really putting extra yeah. pep in my step. Yeah. Okay. okay. We we are gonna. So Lainey and I we're gonna take a field trip. We're gonna go to uh, Sweet and Baton Rouge in the oh the Electric Depot. Oh, awesome. Books. We have and some books then, here. They're lovely. Oh really? Yes. Okay. And then we're gonna swing by your place. Sweet. Yay. Okay. Yes. So um. Now we'll be gone. July 3rd through the 11th, just so you know. Okay. We're going to Miami. Yeah. we got to go. We're going to go see my family, which I haven't seen since the shutdown. So Okay. I'm That's very awesome. Yeah. All righty. So um, it'll probably be after that. Okay, perfect. We'll be back in town. <laughs> we'll, we'll book it on our, on yeah. our calendars. Um, so we wrap up really quick. I'm going to do the, the mm-hmm. closing segment. Okay. And Maggie. Things that make us happy. Maggie's the only one that uh, I did not put anything down for things that make us happy, Maggie. Bathroom hardware. Aaron, Bathroom hardware. Aaron did it. What did he do? Remember when I remodeled my house yes. back in the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. The hardware, I ordered it, and it just kind of sat in a box. And I just would politely be like, do you have some time? Could you install it? Because I tried, and I messed it up instantly. Mm-hmm. It was crooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it, and it looks 
awesome. Hardware really can make a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, mm -hmm. considering I just opened my bathroom drawer, what am I going to say happened? Oh yeah, the top three drawers <laughs> in our bathroom drawer, the, the slides have broken off the backside of every one of them, so they all... Oh. <coughs> and now my little... So yes. And if you pull it out too far, it comes out and your toe. crazy. But we're just making it work because that's where we're at right now. But yeah, the pool makes... Makes, makes a big difference. Yes, yes. So, well, I'll just say that the thing that makes me happy is meeting Terry and James Highfield. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Okay. I mean, I, I just wish that people were sitting here with us. I can't, the, the energy and the passion, it's yeah. very. Um, people, you can't see Terry, but at one point she sat on her hands because she's just so energetic <laughs> and beating all over the place. I'm trying. To, yeah, I'm trying to continue. So right. fun. Um, anyway, thank y'all again. Uh, check them out on social media. Go to their website. I mean, I really actually Googled Red Stick Reads, Baton Rouge, and your it website worked. popped Woo up right okay, up. Good for y'all. Look at that SEO. Look, it was, it was customers who said, oh, by the way. <laughs> Someone was like, you need to go on Google and claim your site. Yeah. You need to go with Yelp and claim your Becca, site. Yeah. Look, you need but to look, know what you're talking about. <laughs> no entrepreneur has ever been a successful entrepreneur by just doing it all themselves. Right. Yeah. And entrepreneurs, especially in Baton Rouge or, you know, in a very niche environment like you are, everybody wants to help each other. Yes. Even we've what, been very lucky. Even what we do, um, we do retirement plan compliance. Mm -hmm. I say that we do that. That's so mm -hmm. fancy. But we handle retirement plan compliance right. for um, employers who are sponsoring a retirement plan. And so I've got some competitors that are in New Orleans and even one that's here. And I hate to even call them a competitor because they're really colleagues to right. me. Right, right. You know? And so I talked to one last week and I was like, dude, I need some help with something. You know, I'm the only partner here that handles that particular area of the firm. And it's just like, that's when you're like, man, I freaking love people mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love people sometimes. All right. Well, thank y'all very much. We thank cannot you. wait to thank stop you. by y'all's little y'all store. And we're really excited. Thank Excellent. you for having us. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank y'all. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.